Adapt me, I say. We all say, rude boy. Inside. Okay. What is going on, people? It is your boy, Cal Sirius, coming to you live on the Beer Rap and Banter podcast. My co host, English, is away. You know what he's like. Jet sitting, having a good time, traveling the world, relaxing. So I'm here with our other beer rap and banter presenter, man like Ash. What's happening, guys? What are you saying, Ash? Good to be with you, bro. Love. How are you? I'm. You know what? I'm feeling good. It's the Christmas period. I'm in a festive mood. You know. Do you know what day it is? Because I'm telling you, you see this Chris. You see the gap between Christmas and New Year's. It's all one day. What? (laughs) Like one long hazy one day. One long hazy day. That sounds like a lot of drinking. <laughs> nah, you know it's not even drink, but I'm like I didn't even realize today was today, because I'm just so used to it. Because Boxing so Day happens, like you're Saturday, with family. Twenty ninth. You kind of sleep. You kind of don't sleep. Mm. It's just. It's just. It's just blur. It's the twenty eighth. Blur. Just to let you know. My bad. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? That's exactly what we say. One hazy day, um, but it's one good day today because mm. we have a special guest with us today. Um, she's a vocalist, a performing artist, you? a talented one, I might mm-hmm. add as well, and a very good friend of our co-host Ashes. Ladies and My gentlemen, girl. allow me to introduce... You're supposed to introduce yourself, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Sorry. My name is Tendai. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was waiting. AKA T-Money. Sitting in the background like, and... Now, scene. Hi, my name's Tendai. I'm a singer-songwriter, and I'm a good friend of Ash. What's up? Yes, Tendai, nice to see you today. Nice to meet you. Thank you very much for coming, Dan. Nice to meet you too. Um, so, I think we should probably start with how you two know each other, because I know you two go way back. Way back. Way, way back. Way back. back 50, 15 years? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we both worked at The Voice newspaper. Yeah. Um, so, Tendai, did you jump straight onto Young Voices? No, I started off as a project coordinator with The Voice okay. and then I moved on to Young Voices. Yeah, so I was on Young Voices from, I started, which was 2003. Jeez, wow, that was a long time ago. Um, and then you jumped on and then we worked together and mm-hmm. then we kind of stayed in touch. We were the only two people from West London. Yeah. So we used to travel back. Whenever there was a social, it used to just be me and Tendai traveling Literally. back. Literally. And he yeah. understood Ash my struggle. Tender. Yes. Sitting yeah, in man. a tree. F R I E N D S. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you for clarifying. Thank you for clarifying. Not trying to get oh, hey, in the madness here. Trust me. Then at the end, who's that? Who's <laughs> that? 15 years solid yeah. friendship, people. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and we we stayed in touch. So, I, I left before you did. You were still kind of working for the West. Yeah, because I went to Jamaica. Yeah, I remember. I worked out there for yeah, a Yeah, you was living the, the gleaner. Living the full life. Wow. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Tenda is like, an amazing spirit, like super talented. We're so happy to kind of have you on. Yes. Um, beer, rap, and banter. Um, the combo before has been live. Mm-hmm. It's going to get even better on the pod <laughs> so yeah man most definitely good. it's definitely gonna get lit yeah, i mean been good uh for a start we've been drinking we've been getting <laughs> these beverages in i've had Ooh. a very non-alcoholic christmas i had literally what? two beers on christmas day 
didn't drink on Boxing Day. What kind Detox. of Christmas is that? I know. It's just Detox. It's just the way that I'm going. Twenty energy. And then I came right. with the, then right. I came with a plastic bag and my, <laughs> and, and my rum punch. Scandal bag, you know. Yeah, and my rum punch, and it's just been. Tell us about this rum punch, brother, because because I'll tell you, Ash, this was this was hitting nicely. Mm. It had a nice taste to it, mm. but it had some strength to it. All so. right, I need to big I need to big up my original flavors, brothers. So anyone who's on Instagram, just search original flavors. Um, two brothers who have launched their own cookbook. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, Sean and his brother um, love it, love it, love it. Um, they kind of gave me the recipe, but then I've kind of tweaked the recipe my do. own way. So I've kind of done my own little thing there, and I've been practicing. I've kind of perfected it. Um, so yeah, that's my round punch. That I'm happy to have a punch off with anyone. So if you think your round <laughs> punch is better than mine, let's do it. Right. Let's have a punch yeah. off. Let's do it. Right. Let's do it. There's that fighting talk right there. I'm ready. Like like I'm ready it. to go. At us. I'm ready what? to go. What? Yeah, yeah. At us. What? Yeah. So uh, after and we've had the punch, oh, and? And we've got Havana 7. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you know, Ash has come through like the black Santa Claus. <laughs> He's come bearing gifts. Ghetto um, Santa. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> trust me, with a, with a lovely guest and a, and a bottle of rum and a, and a ah, bit of punch. Gifts. And So we've also got this Havana Club 7. It's I've, I've tried this a few times, but I've got to admit, it's not one that I'm yeah. very, very familiar. It's a Cuban rum, right? Yeah, it's a good look. Mm-hmm. It's a good look. So e- again, me and T, we've like met up, we catch up, we stay in touch. And it's normally been over a couple drinks of Havana 7. So yeah. I introduced you to Havana 7, didn't Havana I? Havana 7's the one. Havana mm. 7, and um, I think the most recent um, concoction that Ash told me about was with mixing it with Ciroc vanilla. And it tastes like an adult Coke float. It's Liddy. Oh, mm. wow. Ish. Yeah. I would have put the two of them together. But yeah, so Ciroc with Coke and then Havana hey, with man. apple juice. Hey, well. man, how comes I'm only now finding out you're a mixologist, bro? bro? Listen, What's going on? I've got this. I've got this. Cocktail club. <laughs> no, trust me. Drink is... I, you know what? I don't even really drink that much. But with it being Christmas and mm. you're kind of being around... Festive. It makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I shouted out Sean, but yeah, big up Craig as well. So it's Craig and Sean, Mac Enough. They're the original flavours, guys. Um, yeah, their punch is banging. But yeah, on the rum. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? I started drinking whiskey when I was young. Had wow. a really bad experience. Boxing Day 2011. Anyone who's listening to this who knows me knows I got written off differently. 10 hours of my life I cannot account for. <laughs> I could not account for. Like, I was drinking rum punch and then I put whiskey on top of it. Mental. That is a recipe for disaster. Wow, right wow, wow. <laughs> Crazy. So, and then I was like, no, nah, I need another drink. So that's why I kind of got into rum. Now, rum's, rum's my thing. So, yeah, rum's my thing. All right, man. I can get used to this. This is. <laughs> what uh, do you drink normally? This is a premium experience. What, like, usually, like, mate, we just drink, we just drink cheap plonk. Like, Ciders and beers and whatever's okay. clever, do you know what I mean? Whatever's clever. No, I, I like Shout a Jack Daniels. Mm. Me personally, I do like a bit of cognac. Um, I noticed when you brought out the apple juice, that kind of piqued my interest straight away because mm. uh, one drink, like Martel is my favorite cognac, and I like mm. to okay. do Martel with apple juice. That's nice. kind of okay. like my my little thing right there. So when I saw the Havana with the apple juice, I thought, okay, this this might work. Still, this might work. And when I tasted it, I was like, yeah, all right, Ash is on this thing. <laughs> Come on, you no, know. he is a connoisseur. Yes. Most definitely. Um, and I appreciate you, man. I'm feeling very appreciative right now, especially mm. for the presence of Tendai today. Thank Hopefully you, I pronounced your name Team properly. You did. <laughs> All those some Zimbabweans will be like, no, it's Tendai. But Tendai. Do I have to say it with African accent? I'm like, 
like eh? it's Tendai. Tendai. <laughs> it, it, it's Tendai. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't know Tendai, tell us a little bit about yourself. I, I know that um, you're a recording artist and um, I know that you've worked with someone that I know, Archer. Shout out to Archer. Yeah, shout out to Archer. I actually battled him back in the day. Wicked. Oh, swear. Yeah, a long time ago. Wicked. Um, and he's someone who's won. been on the music scene for a very long time. Who won? Uh, well, you know what? You know about me. Archer won. It's about ten now. It's all about me. Okay, it was a draw. <laughs> um, so, tell tell us a little bit about uh, you know yourself and how you ended up getting how you ended up becoming the recording artist that you are today. Okay, it's been a long time. Um, in the process. So I used to be a journalist and that used to be my thing. And then um, I really always battled between being a journalist and being studious and also following my passion, which was singing and songwriting. So journalism in a sense has helped me with the songwriting, putting songs together and writing from a emotive place. Um, so I worked with like quite a few house artists. Uh, Can I just pause you there? Sure. Because you just opened up a whole world of discussion with <laughs> journalists. Because I, I would have thought a lot of our listeners probably wouldn't even know a journalist. Okay. Um, so it might be interesting to find out, you know, what that journey was like. Mm. With, yeah. I don't know. When you were young, did you always think you wanted to, you just had like a call in to uh, get into presenting the news or, or Actually, something? Actually, being writing behind or something? the scenes. So okay. not so much being in front. So I guess that's where some of the friction was because I didn't really want to be a presenter or be seen or be known. I really wanted to kind of just write articles. So it would have been print or, and I toyed around with script writing and um, just lots of different writing methods. Um, and I was just torn between following the dreams of mm. which was two, both of them, doing journalism and studying for that um and also doing my music and going with that because a lot of people want to be artists and be in the music industry and i guess i was going against that but if it's your calling it's your calling you can't really run away from it uh yeah so i was really torn between the two but music is my passion and that's something that i've always kind of done so for a lot of people even now i would say they're like, oh, wow, you sing. And I'm like, yeah, I've been on this tune or this tune or done a bit of house or done a bit of soul, performed at Jazz Cafe, Notting Hill Arts Club, um, did some stuff with Red Bull, which was cool. So that is my thing. Dope. Red Bull is a huge force in UK music mm. at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, what, what was your involvement with Red Bull? So a few years ago, they had this big event at Carnival, Notting Hill Carnival, and it was um, around Askew Road, so underneath the flyover. And I performed there with T. Williams, who has done a lot of work with Red Bull, and we've been to their studios when they had them in London Bridge. It was just really, really cool. And yeah, we performed there, and that was like a really big moment for me. We the performed stage that. under yeah. the flyover. Under the flyover. Man, I've Hill seen some carnival. legendary acts there but over the years at Carnival. It was amazing. Like, still one of the best experiences ever. It was really, really good. The energy was amazing. Mm. We've both got Grenadian parentage. So to kind of go there and perform at Carnival, the energy was mad. It was a really good gig. Wow. That, <laughs> that must have been great to be on that stage doing your it thing. It was amazing. Right it was amazing. I don't know if the picture's still there. But um, underneath the flyover, they had like a picture of he and I with the crowd 
and it's just my back and it was just yeah it was sick that's it that is dope um and obviously you're from west london as well so rah, rah. <laughs> let me clarify because i know a few heads are gonna be like eh? so i always tell people i'm from ealing because it's just easy to but i'm actually from southall and i'm very proud all my southallians make some noise your girl ten dies on the ones and twos <laughs> right okay. is southall actually in london Wow! This is what we have. It very it's much Ealing is. Borough. Yeah, it very much is. But yeah, I'm a South Wallian. It's, it's out there. It's out okay. there. It's not. It's not my West London. Nah, it's not his. Shout out Grove. Yeah. Me and AJ Tracy, we like we rep Grove the strongest. <laughs> be like, yeah, Grove. But I, I don't have his know. chain though. Did you see AJ? Um, his chain that he no. done. Mental. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, we're gonna have to look that up real quick. His chain's crazy. <laughs> I don't have that money yet, but you know. We, yeah, um, we soon, it. soon. Speak into existence. That's, that's what it. Doing. That's it. That's it. Yeah, he's changed crazy energy. Changed absolutely crazy. So, um, I know you've kind of done a lot of stuff in terms of kind of music. Can you talk us through maybe like your catalog, your, like your, disc- yeah. your discography, what so you've been doing so far? I've done a lot of support stuff or feature stuff. Um, like I said, namely T Williams, who's a house artist. Um, big up to T Williams, also from the same ends. Um really kind of doing this thing with like grime and um house like really really big in the house game he put me on and he's been a great kind of champion for me and my music um i've worked with tala also a good friend um himmel i've done stuff with archer and i'm working on my ep and it's taken a little longer than i anticipated but under the guidance that i have it's always a thing of it you have forever to do your first body of work. And then your follow-up is a shorter amount of time. So I've been really Mm. taking my time of it, going back and forth, going over, re-vocaling, and just beefing it up. And I'm gonna be releasing 2020. um, And I'm just so excited for everybody to hear my work Mm. that I've kind of put my heart and soul into. So I write everything that you've ever heard from me. Um, I've always written, so all the artists that I work with, I've written and performed and I enjoy it. Dope. That, that is so dope. dope. Um, I was thinking how you mentioned the Jazz Cafe, which is one of London's most famous venues. Um, can you tell us a bit what that experience was like performing at, you know, somewhere where literally every single great artist that comes to the city has probably been to? You know what? It was such a great event. That's where I met Archer and I performed one of my tracks and he was like, um, hosting um, this event called um, Unplugged. And he was like, no, afterwards he was like, I need to chat to you. We need to get something um, together. And based on us meeting, however many years ago it was, we released our single this year called Circles. And that was him literally sending me a track, wanting us to vibe with each other. And I wrote the song. I wrote a full song. It was only meant to be a chorus, but I like to write a full song. So mm. if I'm not with the artist, I can still perform it. And he loved it so much, he left it as was, and then just added a verse of his own. And um, that was really good. But yeah, Jazz Cafe was amazing because I had my friends and family come and support. And I think that's always a really important thing, if you can have it, to have your friends and family come and see what you actually Hmm. love to do, what your passion is. And that energy also kind of helped me. Um, Really, really, one of, again, one of my probably top five moments, Hmm. Jazz Cafe is definitely up there. 
<laughs> see, I thought it would be that kind of experience, but to hear your confirmation, yeah, no. one of your top five moments <clears throat> performing at Jazz Cafe. Wow, it's just it's it's there's something special about that place. The Definitely. crowd is always lively, and um, wh- whether you go there as a performing artist or as a spectator, yeah, um, it's always a great occasion. It's a Definitely, wicked spot because people go to appreciate music. Yeah. So yeah. if they appreciate your vibe and what you're showing them. It's that feedback kind mm-hmm. of coming back to you, that energy that, yeah, I'm at this level or I'm showing you my true um, colours, myself, and people really vibing off that. There's nothing better. Yeah. Who were your influences musically? So I grew up in a household that had like like revival playing or... If it was Christmas, Jim Reeves doing his country music. Um, <laughs> yeah, what? that came out left field for me. I wasn't expecting that. It's been like really Eclectic. wide and, and varying. Yeah, I come from a, a family where they had um, big drummers and big drum dancers. And so they were really prolific in terms of beating the drums and you feeling that energy and that vibe. But in terms of like my own personal influences, I love people like Khalees. Jill Scott, I really vibe with them. Lauren Hill, um, Beyonce, obviously, she's the elite of the elite and she's still current, do you know what I mean? So that's a really important uh, artist that I kind of look to. Yeah, you got them Jill Scott vibes. Yeah, I love it, I love it. That's what I'm talking about. That's <laughs> what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, you got the Jill Scott love vibes. The Jill Scott vibes. To be fair, you mentioned that you've been experimenting with like house music and, mm-hmm. and, and different genres and... Uh, that kind of house, that soulful house scene, I think you really need to have a strong vocal tone to be able to go onto those type of tracks. Yeah, there. sometimes you do, and sometimes you need something soft. So it's really about playing with your voice mm. and finding what suits the music because they can be two different mediums. You know, you could be singing a soulful tune over a house track that might get people dancing or get people to kind of sit and reflect so it really depends so i used to love like um jungle from back in the days and how elizabeth troy with her soft melodic yeah. voice used to oh. sing over a vocal mm. yeah, over yeah. A house she was tree. on garage as well yeah yeah, yeah she exactly. was dope you know she was dope. mj cole and mm. all of that like this is sick tbt boy <laughs> throwbacks <laughs> so yeah really did elizabeth like troy do sweet love yes, yes. come on yeah Sweet love. Yeah, Absolutely she jumped classic. on another one as well. I need to find it. But yeah, she's, there's another track that she yeah. jumped on that was just dope. Oh, let me find it. But no, sick. Um, so uh, do you think you found like a home in terms of a favourite genre or are you someone who who mixes it up a bit? I like to mix it up a bit because I don't just listen to one thing. Like my love, first and foremostly, has always been hip hop. So most of my friends who know me know that I love hip hop. I will be that talking our language. Way. You're on hold a rap on, podcast on. <laughs> right now. On. Love big your two pack. Oof. Oof. I hate this question. I really do because I, I. Go pick one. Okay. People are gonna be upset, but I like Biggie. Get in. Jeez. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> Come on. Come on. T- biggie, I mean, biggie, biggie. Come on. Amazing. Um, the rose that grew from concrete. Mm. But anywho. We move. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I just love hip hop. Love hip hop. Um, I'm tempted to ask you about a top five. Well, what we do on this podcast is we do a thing called top three selected. So can you give me your top three selected hip hop artists? Mm, That's really hard. It is. It's not easy. It is not easy. 
is so hard. I'll give you a minute to think. Yeah. And if Thanks. I had to do a top three selected off the top of my head, I would probably have to put Nas in there because Nas is that crazy storyteller, the rags to riches story, you know, the, the ultimate wisdom. This yeah. guy's just Your amazing. Just, just free. Can I have five? Does five make it easier? Yeah, well, a you, little you, bit. You, you, it's technically, it's top three selected. All right, all right. It's okay. top three. It's top three. So I would go Nas and then I would probably go. But the thing is, it always changes, right? Because you listen to new music mm. or you go back to old music you forgot about and then it changes. But I would listen. I would say Nas and then I would say... Uh, Jay? No, for me, oh. Nas, Biggie and Redman. Okay. It's all East Coast, heavily East Coast influenced there. Mm. Yeah. So my favourite rapper is Styles P. Love me some Stars P. Stars P the Ghost. Yeah, one of the best shows I've been to was when Lots came over 2016 in um, O2 Indigo. It's a crazy show. Um, he's not the best, mm. but he's my favourite. Um, Nas, I'm a big Nas fan. Big, big Nas fan. Um, oh, the third one. Give me, give me two minutes. Let me think <laughs> give me two minutes. Give me two minutes. You can give us one. Okay, because I love Wu Tang. Oh, I really love Wu Tang. That's a good I think shout. Because the as well, because I was fan. like, oh gosh, which one? There are so many stars in that whole clique mm. that I really, really appreciate. And I appreciate you guys how they put each other on iPod, as well. I like how they put each other on. Um, everybody does their collective and then they do their solo projects and they are sick. Uh, Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Um, so Wu Tang. Nas is definitely up there for me. And Biggie storytelling, but it's such a hard one for me to come up with top three because yeah, I bang out Foxy Brown and Lil Kim like you know hardcore sick album. Do you know what crazy, I mean? Crazy. China Dog. Nah, like three, damn. three is really hard. It's hard. Three is really hard. Oh, give us, hard. give us, give us a couple more. Or would it literally have to be Foxy and and Kim? Mm. I definitely have to put Big in there. Jay's there. Mm. I love Snoop. Old school Snoop. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you know it's weird like Tupac I never really spent much time with him so a lot of my guys in school were like yeah Tupac this I was like mm, no I was always very much kind of more Biggie side but Pat, um, Snoop was the one guy from the west who I spent a lot of time with love Kendrick yeah like love Kendrick he was my um, favourite rapper at one point a couple of his recent things I haven't necessarily kind of felt the same way like I used to um it's difficult, man. It's difficult. It changes, like I say. It always it changes. It, it doesn't does. stay the same. It does. To yeah. be, it, and it does. That's that's one thing I love about music. It can kind of, it can kind of change your perspective. It can make you think and feel different things. Yeah. And I'm know, trying to look. And there's always my, new music. I'm yeah. trying to look through my iPod to think about who I have the most songs of. Yeah. So Stars P, I have the most songs of his. Mm-hmm. Um, can I give a shout out to Outkast? Why not? Right, 100%. Like, I really love Outkast. Yeah. And especially Big Boy. I know everyone kind of bumps Stray, mm. but Big Boy is <laughs> my guy. Mm. My guy. Like, so, yeah, I'll shout out Outkast as well. Yeah. My, my friend Lash put me onto the Outkast. Outkast so she's like, it. listen to this. When we were young, I was like, whatever, man. But yeah, no, nah, Outkast are dope. I appreciate uh, the fact that you mentioned Big Boy because everyone would usually point Go for to... Dre. Yeah. Right, always him but being the more boy, extravagant. No, no, no. Big Boy is a spitter, mm. like straight. If you Just listen so to him, in. yeah, no. If you listen to him and you actually like break down what he says, Big mm. Boy can spit. 
So yeah, man, I've got a lot of time for him. A lot of love. Yeah. A lot of love. A lot of love. Who else do I like? What do you think about the new generation of hip hop? Because you know we've got the like we got like we've got mumble, but we do still have like the old school guys that spit like real bars. How are you feeling about the There's room for everybody. And I feel like messages are important. Sometimes the message that these youngins are spitting. Maybe we don't know or we're so out of touch or we're not that age group anymore to, to know or understand, but th- it's definitely reflective of their environment. And yeah. I think it's, it's important that we're mindful of that. Of course. Um. So yeah, there's some tunes where, I don't know, you know, bust down Tatiana. Like, mm. you're like, bust hey. Bust down Tatiana. You know but, then, but then when you're out, it's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It's about That's balance. You feel me? It's about balance. Um, are you yeah. saying you're into twerking? <laughs> yeah. Go twerking, on. Twerking's fine. We ain't Go gonna on. bust it down. It's like exercise. <laughs> hey, man. It, it's a dance, you know right? Can't go to the gym. You can do the Can't go to the gym. Then let it go. Calories you burn with that. Listen, I'm a pro. Like, listen, I'm a like. I'm, like a I'm, lot I'm of squatting pro. in twerking. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah listen, the I'm, squatting. Of course. It burns and it's good. I'm an advocate. If you've got good form. I'm an advocate of of twerking. Okay, I didn't know that. Let listen. Let the ladies twerk. The twerk okay. master. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I give it a thumbs Maybe down. You know, like how I want to have a we punch start off. A petition. We should have a twerk down. off. <laughs> we have a twerk off too. Bust it down. So, <laughs> so part of my part of my plan is to have a rum, uh, like a punch off and a twerk off. <laughs> Inebriated. Let's go. Let's go. Wait, both at the same time or on? on well, to be fair, two separate your twerk events. is sloppy. To to be fair. <laughs> If they've That's had a enough, drunk and sloppy be, twerk, no, hold on. Like. <laughs> if they've if they've if they've had enough rum punch, the twerk is going to be quite natural anyway. Yeah. So if we fuse the two events, we've got we're, we're onto stuff. <laughs> onto a winner there, bro. BRB two thousand and twenty. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, rum slash twerk off is happening. Come Guys, on, work let's on do this. Hell let's yeah. do this. Let's do this. I like the twerk is for everybody. No, I, 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 hold on, wait, stop, stop, stop. Hold on, no, no, no. It's not just for Christmas. Hold on, but right. no. Come on, men, let's see it. How, all right, how would you feel if you saw your guy twerking? Do you like Soka? No. Okay, then. There's no point in us having this conversation. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no let, let's go. No, all right, so hold on. So let me let me clarify something. I'm half Dominican, and this comes up regularly yeah. when I'm around, like, my dad's side. Okay. So they're always talking to me about like Soka, oh, you mm. should like it. I'm from Lavat Grove. Mm. Wine, like wine, wine, my wine. grand yeah, man. my grand was a big influence in actual the not the not carnival, how it started and stuff like that. But I've never liked Soka. Never, ever, ever liked Soka. Missing out. But I think it's different. So like dancing to Soka mm. is different to twerking. Hmm. I can see guys going ham Soka doing your thing. Cool. I don't bat an eyelid, but if like a guy is on his head doing a madness. <laughs> you know. Like doing the a do, get me doing a headstand with twerking. Uh, yeah, I'm all about equal opportunities, but allow it. I might go. Huh? That's a wine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. You you jump in though, innit? You jump in because you're a bit of a carnival baby. Right in the Talk mix. about it. Talk no, about I it. I love carnival. I've been going from I was like knee high to a grasshopper. Like, you know, since I was real young. My mum used to take me. I used to take part. God's (laughs) green Since the devil was a little boy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've been going. I've been going, loving it. Last year, no, sorry, this year carnival was just of epic proportions. It was just levels. Why? Just the sun was out. Everybody was in a good mood. 
Um, the floats were amazing. Crowd control was pretty decent. Mm. Um, I just yeah, had it was fun. A, it was I had so much fun. Everyone has said it's one of the best carnivals yeah. that's been there. Because of the weather. The weather was mad. I was in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really kind of go out like that. Um, but yeah, I just... I was in the area. It was nice. And everyone had a great time. So yeah. I didn't go this year. There's There's a few years where I've just felt like... Nah. Mm, why? And this was one this was the year to go though. Yeah. Like Damn. again, I've it's weird. I lived in Labbert Grove. I was I live one road behind the main route. So if you've got the main route, Labbert Grove station, the road behind that is where I lived for a number of years. And when you live in Carnival, I think it feels different mm. to kind of traveling in and loving that. Some people love, like people in the area love it. Not for me personally. Uh, when it's on your own doorstep, I guess yeah. you want to appreciate. Yeah, it yeah as it's much. different. It's different. It's, it's the different. journey as well. If you don't live on a doorstep. And then you go in, like from the get go, you're on the tube or you're driving, and just the vibe. Everybody's like on a vibe, and everybody's happy and drinking and libaceous and everything. It's just amazing. Libaceous, you know. <laughs> them words there. <laughs> nah, the energy was. It sound like you're pouring out a little <laughs> liquor right saying. there. You know, those, you know, I have a dictionary <laughs> app to find out what that means. Libaceous. <laughs> How do you spell that? Even the the anyway, yeah. like, you know, it was just no. Nah, the vibes were up. Like as soon as you get into the area, you felt it, mm. and I kind of like part to part. I was like, Oof. yeah. Oh, Oof. the walk into Carnival. Like if you're coming from like around Latimer Way, like yes. Jeez. It and just goes from like residential oh, normal to you like hear the music. Yeah. It's weird. You hear the, the music and you're and walking, everything. you're walking, and you hear the music, and it's like okay. And you see people. You see people you haven't seen for time, and mm, you're just hailing mad. them up and everything. It's, and it's social. Exactly, social. Exactly. I, I do miss it. that. To be fair, like being born and raised in London, mm. every time you go to Notting Hill Carnival, you're always guaranteed to see someone that Somebody. you know. We are There's privileged. Times I've been on my own, yeah, and then I've just found someone like I can just go and chill with, like because I've used to run with them every day, yeah, yeah. a certain amount of time, and mm. it's like, oh, oh my guy, what's mm. good? And then you just click up, you know, and you have a good time. Like we're we're privileged to live in London and to have that on our doorstep. Yeah. People travel 200 miles from Birmingham, Manchester, Scotland. Even people from South. Yeah, other the countries. Tents, like, I know lots of people from other countries that come over just from for overseas. <laughs> You're joking. Wow. South. <laughs> South is 200 miles away. Hey, Craydon, boy. You know, you need a visa to go Craydon. Hey, hey, it's wild. Bro. But my aunt lived in Labbock Grove, so I was always around Jeez. there. So, you just know the roads, you know where to mm. cut, you know where to kind of, yeah, go down this road. You know what, meet me on Grenada Corner. Like, yeah. you know places. Yeah, Dub Vendor, yeah. when it was there. <laughs> like, yeah, Dub Vendor. Oh yeah, that was a spot. That was a spot. No, I what love Carnival. where Sainsbury's is now? It used to be... Mastermind. Mastermind soundtrack. And then that rave, the place, the bar. Oh, oh. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh. Can't remember it. Can't even remember what it's called now. Grove was always lively. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, That's where the after party could be afterwards. Mm. The thing is, once yes. you've lived in Labbert Grove, it's real hard to live anywhere else. It's like Brixton, Hackney. There's certain spots in London where once you've lived there, mm-hmm. it's really, really hard mm. to then go out to the countryside yeah. and just be like, oh yeah, this calm lifestyle. I can imagine. Yeah. I know Portobello Road, they got a really cool market up yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah. even when it's nothing to do with carnival, mm-hmm. I've been up to Portobello Road and just Dope. had a good time yeah. going there. I, I, I bought one, one away... Uh, what, what was it? French Connection hoodie in one of those little fashion <laughs> boutiques. So I'll, I'll never forget it because it's one of those kind of pieces where it's, mm. it's always plain, but the way it was cut, it was yeah, different. different. Yeah. And every time I wore it, somebody was like, hey, where did you yeah, get that hoodie from? <laughs> Portobello Road, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, no, 
It's dope. Yeah, man. That, that, that is a vibe. We were talking about carnival. So you're a big fan of Notting Hill Carnival, mm. tonight, mm-hmm. and you as well, Ash. Have you guys ever checked out some of the other carnivals in the UK? Because the Notting Hill is not the only one. I we've got know. Luton, we've got Sheffield, I've been we've Luton. got Birmingham. I've been Luton. Okay. That was a vibe. That was a good one. I've been... So my family on my mum's side is from Huddersfield. <laughs> so I've been to Huddersfield Carnival. I've been to Leeds Carnival. Um, and again, that's a vibe because... My big thing as well is juve morning. Mm. So yeah, you wake up early. Ah, yeah, that's nah, what I'm nah, saying. Nah. I, I value juve, my bed way too much. Full Sunday, full Monday for Notting Hill, but juve morning is like a vibe. Um, in Huddersfield, it happens in the night time, as opposed to early in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Is it still quite a big turnout as well? Yeah, I mean, practically seeing your whole family, mm. <laughs> like going around the town, uh, throwing paint, powder and stuff. It's, it's, it's a vibe. I've done Juve Morning in Grenada. Their carnival is litty. Have you done the Barbados carnival? No, I haven't. Trini? I haven't done Crop No, Trini, like, I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> That's supposed to, to be, be one fair. of the best in yeah, the world. Exactly. Trini and Rio that is the are supposed to be two test. of the best carnivals. Yeah, in the world. I'm not ready for Trinidad. Yeah, that is not me. That's levels. That I don't, is commitment. I don't like soccer enough. If there was a hip hop carnival, I'd be there. <laughs> hold on, hold on a minute. Hold on. Well, hip hop, I don't know. Hold, hold ah. on, hold on a sec. Hold on, hold on a sec. Why is Trini Carnival something you're not prepared for? What is, what is it that is so you know? Um, it's, it's carnival, carnival. I don't know. What, what makes you carnival. nervous? Yeah, it's and not. It's not carnival. Saying, it's carnival, carnival. Yeah, because like for instance, Notting Hill Carnival, I can go to a sound system, and right. I can't speak for Trinidad actually in the sense of comparing it to Notting Hill because I haven't been. Mm. But I know with Notting Hill Carnival, there's lots of different elements from all the Caribbean islands because it's a mishmash of all of that. So the sound systems, that's a big influence, whether it's Jamaican music, um, reggae and stuff like that, or even if it's um, hip hop or whatever, you've got a mix of, of music and genres and you can kind of have a little bit of your carnival fix in terms of soca, going around with a float and then you can say, yeah, I'm going to stay here and pitch at this um, house uh sound system for the rest of the evening trinidad it sounds like a lot of work and a lot of effort that i'm not prepared to commit to personally in terms of what your outfit that you would wear it's not just the outfit it's like going over there um Mm. it's quite competitive as well like i feel people who go there say you have to go in a costume etc that's quite expensive can't just turn up in a hoodie can't just turn up and like yeah (laughs) turn up in the tracksuit roadman tracksuit and a pair of 110s (laughs) (laughs) let's party guys that's that's what it's not um (laughs) no like over here you know sometimes you can dance with a float over there i heard it's not like that it's very much like these people have paid to be with this float so it's only people who've paid to be with this float is here security detail whatever okay. i heard it's a lot of fun yeah, yeah. but it's a lot of like logistics working things out where to go etc there's a lot added to it yeah there's a lot of admin as well i know notting hill like the back of my hand so even if they yeah. close this road off i still know i can go down this road and go here and there mm. it's familiarity yeah, but, um, sure. yeah i'm not here for i that. think the trini carnival is one of those things to do before you die the trini bucket carnival list. bucket list bro trini carnival and rio carnival <laughs> both of them i wanted to go rio so we were talking about going to Rio, um, the boys, but it didn't work out. We're going to Vegas instead. Rah. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, for, I think that Vegas. was the perfect reaction to the team. Rah, rah, yeah, we've been we we've been we've been before. Um, one of my boys got married out there, but we're just gonna go out there and enjoy life for a couple of days. What happens it's in Vegas? 
No, 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 no. Be calm, man. Sip this drink. No, no, it's going to be calm. Like, best behavior. Vegas is going to be dope. Like, we've been before. It was such a good vibe. So, um, so yeah. Vegas 2.0. Hell yeah. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, that's that's kind of... I've got... I think I've booked two or three holidays. Oh, you've um, booked your holidays already? Yeah. Wow. Wait, yeah. did you book Vegas in time for the Fury and Wilder fight? No, I didn't. Oh. So that's the, so that's in February. But yeah, we let, let's speak about that because <laughs> you see Deontay. Yeah. He's my guy. He's he's technically he's not the best. No. But you see his knockout potential is frightening. Knocking I watched you know what I watched the Ortiz fight and then I said like I, I ignored it. I went to bed early. I didn't check like WhatsApp or anything. I was watching it. I was like, yo, this guy's getting battered. Like, six rounds, cool. Went into the seventh. I'm like, yo, Wilder, come on. Like, pull some. Woo! Like, it was that. <laughs> I was like, what, what are you going to do? He just lined up with a left, gave him the right, walked off, calm. Like, he's so dangerous. And I still don't understand how Fury got up from that. Because he caught him clean. Fury's the only person I know that's got up from, from that. Wow. And and actually kind of still being It was coherent. the way he got up as well. He got up like, a, like he was up. out cold. Listen, yeah, trust me. Like, <laughs> like, no, no. I seriously had to look to see when Paul Bearer was there. Because the way he just got up was like, <laughs> and he was good to go. And actually he came back and was the aggressor in that round. Mm. So it's going to be, a, it's going to be an amazing fight. Um, I'm looking forward mm. to it. I think, I think Wada does in this time. Oh. I do like Fury. I think Fury's got a lot of like boxing skill, but I just need, I need Deontay to do it. I need him to do it. Why do you like Deontay so much, man? Um, I didn't like him beforehand. But actually, the, the more I've watched him, the more I just really like what he's about. Bomb um, squad. To this day. I was just about to say. <laughs> nah, that day. is funny. Um, I don't know. It's weird. You know what it is? I don't, I don't really respect him that much as, as a boxer because he's not that good. Technically, he's all over the place. I like, think he's improved, though. I think he's getting better, but just his raw knockout potential is so exciting. And I think that's what it is. I'm just, I'm for that. Can you imagine, yeah, if he never ended up being a professional boxer and he was just a road man, just knocking man out on the road? <laughs> he needed it to be legitimized. Because before he was <laughs> a boxer, like, you, it, that knockout that. power that he's got, dangerous. It's crazy. It's crazy. Legitimized. Like, he was literally, like, against Ortiz, he was getting his ass handed to him. And then he just lined him up with the left and just done the cross right. And it was good night. Ortiz is a good fighter. A good fighter. Like, I don't know if someone like AJ would be able to beat Ortiz that easily. Like, he would, he would have to find a real way to kind of do it. So, so for him to take him out twice the way he has. Well, in the first fight, mm. like, I thought that was the first time that I really saw Wilder be tested mm. by someone who I thought was yeah. a really good fighter. Mm. And... Like Wilder took some punishment, mm. so that was when I thought, okay, this guy yeah. is actually, you know, he he's not just hype. You kind of have to test that as well, mm. you know, to to see your limits and and see growth as well. Mm. So yeah. sometimes you have to take licks. This is it, man. Did, did you get beat as a kid? You know she did. Yeah, no, no, you know, yeah, said, I have to like, go to that. You know, you know, when yeah, she just looked the into way, the distance. The way she said that was like, sometimes you, you gotta take licks, <laughs> and then she, and then she reached for a glass. She's like. You know, <laughs> everybody needs therapy. <laughs> but you know, but, but you know, it's real, yeah. I didn't really get beat. I got beat twice. I remember one time my granddad beat me. What did you do? 
I can't remember what I did. Get a switch. He, he, <laughs> he beat me, and I remember I vomited. get my and belt. I, and I remember <laughs> I vomited on the stairs. I had to clean it up. Like, oh, that's how bad it was. Wait. I was so shocked. And you then my mum, and then my mum, must be about 13, 14, and she kind of swung for me once. And I was like, wow. Pin him with the left. Wow, but Bro. yeah, it wasn't really that. My nan used to pinch me in church because I used say, to talk wait, too wait much. Wait a minute, did you say your mom swung for you? Yeah, she swung for me. Like, she came no, at you on. like Deontay. Ding, no, ding, no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To this day? Yeah. <laughs> to this day, still remember that ass whooping to this day? <laughs> but but it's weird because my mom didn't really ever, she'd like scream at me and shout at me, whatever. But she never really swung for me. It was that one day that she swung for me and she never done it again. I never, I didn't get licks. Mm. I didn't get licks. I got licks for miscommunication. You know, <laughs> the technical ones <laughs> for miscommunication. Like I was going out, but I just forgot to tell you I was going no, out. That's why I'm home late. You said something or did something, mm. and they ain't really ready to hear what you actually okay. did or said. And then you get the licks, and because of the way I am, I'm like, no, you need to hear me after the licks. You know, you go okay. and you humble yourself. You're like, but mom, I told you. <laughs> That's not how it went. She's oh, like, you oh, kept... why didn't you say? I, I tried to say before the beats. <laughs> so it was, yeah, miscommunications. Boy, I got a lot of licks when I Did was you? young. And yeah. Did you have to uh, sign in the corner on one leg? Growing up with my two noises <laughs> on one leg. Signing NDAs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I feel sorry for my mum. Like, me and my two brothers, we did do a lot. We were mm. naughty. Um, we just did stupid stuff like having water fights in the house. Like wow, carpets were soaked. Where? Like you know, did, like certain times, police come into the house doing dumb shit. Oh wow! Like you know, like come on, just little boys doing stupid stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, we boys, had to, boys, we had to get little things. The police we had to get put into check. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, we did, we did foolishness, man. We did some foolishness, but uh, you know, I think the discipline is needed. Yeah, and in, in like when you come from African and Caribbean backgrounds, mm. that's the way the discipline is administered. I don't know if all of this go and take a time out and sit on the naughty stuff. Do you, do you think I don't know if that works? Okay, so do do you think now. African and Caribbean parents are too strict? No, I, I would say like it comes down to the individual. Like some mm. people have the science of it right. Like okay, yeah. they know how to explain things to the child okay. and let them know that you violated mm. and now there's a consequence to your actions. Mm. And they let the child know, look, I still love you, but I just need you to know that what you're doing is unacceptable. Mm. But then there's some people that are just like lunatics. Swingers. <laughs> yeah. No I goals. Like you know what I'm saying? There's no understanding. You're just like, wow, me. this person was hating. behavior as well. Mm. You know, if, you, if you're thinking of like, I don't know, our grandparents, like <clears throat> if you don't hear, then you'll feel. That was the mantra. Oh my gosh. I mean? Like on a hundred. And then I don't know, for instance, the discipline that I've received from my parents at my big age mm. in comparison to my 15-year-old sister. Completely yeah, different. Yeah, they're tired now. They have mellowed yeah. out. They are chilled. They are like... The first child, they're a, very much like, we need to be on them. And <laughs> then it kind of gets... But one thing, I read this on Instagram and it's one of the best things I've ever seen when they said the most difficult thing about parenting is parenting the you out of your child. Yeah, because that's, that's effectively deep. what you're doing. You know, you yeah. got to click. You know, you got yeah. to click after yeah. it. No, seriously, because think about this. If I'm stubborn and then my child is stubborn, I've, I'm hoping mm. that I'll be able to parent the stubbornness out of them. Mm. But then actually, I'm me because of my stubbornness. Mm. So how do we embrace it in ourselves and allow mm. the, our children to embrace it whilst also not making it go against us? Mm. Yeah. It's hard. You're a parent, actually. You're a parent as yeah. well, T. No, just yeah. the eldest of a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is. hundred thousand. <laughs> I got to try. Yeah. You got a lot of siblings. Now, parenting is difficult. It's probably the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. 
100%. And I'll tell you the reason why, because wow. you know what it is? Whenever you parent, it's not just you. So I can bring all of my teaching from my side, but then like my son's mother brings all of the teaching from her side. So you don't have to fuse that. And then you also have to kind of like work out how you want to be as a parent. Mm. So I could do, am I, am I like my mom? Am I like my dad? Or am I like myself? And, and you have to work things out yourself. How your child is. There you because go. your ah. child is not a direct replica of you Hundreds. or your partner. They are themselves. They mm. learn in different ways. So it's about figuring that out. What's best from me bringing things mm. from my mom or my dad that I've mm. learned that I like. Favorable mm. attributes. You think they're favorable. And you're trying to pass them on to yeah. your child whilst relating to your partner. It's not easy. It's difficult. Whilst looking at the context of what we're in as well. Because yeah. remember, when I was a child, there was no social media. Mm. I didn't have an iPad to kind of like sit down and mm. watch for two mm. hours when I need to cook dinner. It was, you had to play with this or you had to mm. do this or you had to kind of create your own things. I used to make footballs out of newspaper and sellotape mm. and kick them around the house. Like, my little boy doesn't need to do that. Mm. We'll go and buy him the latest Arsenal kick ball. Or, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, parenting has changed so much. So some of the stuff that maybe like my mum says, oh, you should be doing with him now. Actually, I need to do it in the new age mm. and that's the hardest thing as well like even looking at this decade so i know we're going to do a bit of a review of the decade a bit later on yeah man this is the social media decade everything has changed in 2010 we weren't on instagram like that you we were surveilling yourself get me we weren't really we weren't banging out twitter the way that we are now mm -hmm. there's so many things where it was just kind of us there were still more secrets mm -hmm. we're now at the end of this decade end of this decade Everything's everything. everything is everything is just everything's public. Everything's public. You have documented everything in the last ten years without a doubt. Mm. You've documented. So, so you, how do we doing. feel about that? Because honestly, I feel like documentation and representation mm. is a great thing. Mm. I think before us, before our generation, mm. a lot of the generations have struggled. There's people mm. that have been fighting for things. Mm. People that have done great things. That have everything has just gone under yeah. the carpet, mm -hmm. brushed under the carpet. It's gone unnoticed. But because we're now in this age where we can take photos, we can do videos, we can have our own websites, we yeah. can have Instagram, social media, everything is documented. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're going through some kind of a struggle, you need to document mm -hmm. that because they, you never know who's going to be able to relate mm -hmm. to it and right. who can take some value from your struggle. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, how do we feel about this age where everything is documented? So... I think representation is super important. Documentation is something that I have an issue with because of how people, how some people do it. So say that like I'm having an argument with someone. Say that me and you, me and T, we're friends, but we have an argument. Someone could walk past and video record that, put it up and it becomes viral. I didn't want that, I didn't want that to be shared. Mm. So that's them documenting what's going on with us. But I don't actually have the control over that. Or the ownership of it. However, representation is something slightly different where you look at, okay, cool. This is a view that I need to kind of get across. It needs to kind of be shared. And then people are able to access that. Whereas documentation is you're just throwing something that maybe I don't want to really put out there. But now it's out there. I have to deal with it. Mm. So that's why I think it's slightly different. I think it's really important. I think we've got so many privileges that we never had before. And I think it's really important that with privilege comes a level of kind of responsibility. Um, responsibility and understanding that, you know what, there's some things that we shouldn't post. Like, I'm not on everything. I'm not on Twitter. Mm. That sounded like a Spider-Man quote there for a minute. Where <laughs> great privilege comes <laughs> great responsibility. You've seen it in Marvel, isn't it? You don't wow. see that in Marvel. <laughs> but yeah, over no to cap. Um, Yeah, it's true. I agree. Mm. Um, I'm very mindful about what I post because I have a public domain mm. and... 
the narrative mm. that I want people to have of me or whatever, I choose that. Mm. So whatever I choose to post on my stories yeah. or my um, posts or anything, I choose that. And I think it's really important for people to, to be aware of those things. If you're on Instagram and you're feeling a bit crap about yourself and your feed is just bare people who are extremely successful, let's say, in terms of material things, and that's making you feel down and depressed, go and review who you're following and come off that. Yeah. Like you have to have some sort of accountability and responsibility to yourself that, oh, you know what? If I'm just seeing these images all the time and it's not making me feel proactive, it's making me look at myself and feel really crap, I need to come off, not necessarily come off this thing. If you do, then you do. But I need to change who I'm following. I need to change what my feed is saying. You need to manage what it. What I'm seeing. Manage it, mm. yeah. Real talk, that kind of happened to me where I realised after a certain amount of time that my feed was a certain way. Mm. And I realised what happened was it was the algorithms on the yeah. social media platforms. Mm. If you click a like on one thing, mm -hmm. it's going to send you more and more and okay. more of that. Say, until you probably didn't even realise it, but it will get to a point where your whole feed is just a stream of that one yeah. thing that you yeah. liked. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I kind of had to... I kind of had to unfollow a few mm. pages, kind it's of important. things, uh, unlike a few things, and you know, and just just yeah. start again, basically. Yeah. But I think the wider point of what you're saying there is, it's even thinking about your social circles. Mm. So naturally, we vet our circle circles. Like, oh, actually, you're not really. I'm not really dealing with you the same way. You're bringing neg negative energy. You'll kind of start to distance yourself from a person. Mm -hmm. so, but why do you stay on your Instagram, which yeah. you do every single day, and it's that same person who's still kind of putting that stuff out there, putting out their, their man trouble or their mm. girl trouble or putting out, oh, I didn't make money or if they're putting that negative energy out there, why are you still following them? Mm -hmm. And it gets to a point where you say to yourself, you know what? I need to cleanse my friendship group. You have a choice. I think it's really important. Really important. Like, So we've been friends for 15 years and when we meet up, you wouldn't think that we haven't seen each other for say six months or anything yeah. like that. That's really important. When you start linking up with people and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm yeah, I've dinner got, with Ash. Yeah, oh. Oh, I've got to have a dinner with Ash. Like that's yeah, when you say to yourself, like, it's too much. And then if you're doing that on Instagram, saying, mm. "Oh my gosh, she's posted that again," or he's posted that again, actually, should you really be following mm. that person? Imagine you haven't been on for a week because your phone tells you now how much mm. time you're spending on yeah. all these socials. You haven't been on for a week, and the first thing you go and see when you decide to go yeah. onto your um, social app is something that you are miles away from, and it's not sitting in a good light with you or yeah. you're just feeling a certain way about yourself that's not what you want to see Hundreds. you know i love a meme so mm. i'll be here cackling from thy kingdom mm. come so i don't mind if i see bare memes mm. but i also like seeing things that are very positive and affirmative yeah. in terms of my actual friends yeah. as opposed to their progress yeah their, yeah, progress, their, their journeys their vision shouting mm. them out giving them a hail all of that instead of seeing people that I don't know or have any complaining about something connection to mm. that was my point about the documentation I mm. like seeing somebody's journey I like mm. seeing somebody that I know who just started out mm. and then you know sometime later you see you know they've progressed and they've got mm. bigger and better and and now they're amazing I love mm. seeing that I love seeing the whole progression the struggle but and we the can journey. say that for the podcast though because I mean look at where you guys started to where you are now like it's amazing what you guys are doing yeah. and I think sometimes you know what's crazy we're so good at looking at other people and saying oh you've done this you smacked it how many times do we sit down to ourselves and said right mm. I'm actually two years older yeah. I've grown in this area I've done this I've done that and I think it's so easy to speak about other people and their wins mm -hmm. how many W's do we count for ourselves 
Thank you, man. That's a humbling moment. Um, me personally, because I'm still very much living in the progress mm. and living in the struggle, mm. I tend not to to kind of look mm. at it and maybe there'll be a time when I sit down and reflect. Yeah. But if you if other people can see growth, I think that's great. I think yeah. that's what it's all about. I think that's why mm. the documentation is so important because yeah. there's going to be somebody else out there that can see what you're True. doing right. and it can not inspire somebody to think, well, if they're doing <laughs> that, I can most definitely do my thing. People show mm. the highlight reel. And I understand why yes. they do that as well. But, you know, when someone's like, oh, this person just busts, like, no, you didn't see what that person yes. was doing before. Even if they didn't document it or tell you or whatever, you didn't see what they were yeah. doing before, how they was grinding, how they was hustling. It's like a lot of it comes down to self-discipline. A lot of people don't have self-discipline, but they want their wins Preach. without doing the work. It's like, because we're in a very privileged talk time. Them. Talk to them, T. Talk to That's them. That's the realest talk as well. Because everybody wants the W, but nobody wants the L. Mm. Yeah, I'm struggling with self-discipline. Trust me. But for me, for the, the important part is the P, the process. Mm. And I think sometimes we actually forget the process of how we got there. Mm -hmm. If you enjoy the process, you actually take a lot of learning from that. Right. And it's really, really important. Like so many people have been through some really crap stuff to get to where they are now. So actually, you need to understand, embrace, and fully understand your process. And then once you know that, you can then go and share that with someone else. Mm. And again, maybe because it's, it's our age, what we've been through, we're now at that point where I see some of my young guys, they're like, oh, yeah, I just want to get here now and I want to make mm. money now. That's cool. I get that energy. But actually, once you learn the process, you'll make money consistently. Take a few L's. Like, literally, mm. take a few L's. You're going to take a few L's. Not everybody's just like, yeah, I've just been winning, winning, winning. And yeah. I haven't. You take a few L's. Yeah. You was talking about Gary V earlier when we were talking uh, yeah. off camera, so to speak, T. <laughs> um, his voice is annoying. But <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, let's the be message. No. Come on, let's the be message. real. But, that's, but you know what? But that's the difference. So I'll, I'll give you an example. So I can say his voice is annoying, mm. but I can still sit down and decipher what his message is and actually know how to apply it to my life. So I follow him and it's like, okay, cool. Like, Gary, I get you. I like that. I'm going to put that into my stuff. Mm -hmm. And I shared it with some of my young people that I work with as well. But his actual voice is annoying. Tell the truth. Honestly, I don't find him annoying because, like... He, no, not him. His voice. his voice. I don't find his voice annoying okay. because, like I say, like, I, like for me... It's all associated with Gary. As soon as I hear the voice, I'm like, oh, it's mm. Gary V. I'm tuning in. Man -like. I'm listening to what he's got to say. Man like Gary. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? That's my boy. That's my dog. That's my Cody. That's my juke. My Danny. That's my guy. Yeah, he talks about patience. Mm. And I think um, patience is a virtue. I'm not saying sit there mm. and just, you know, be praying for miracles. You have to actually do the work. Of but course. Patience is definitely a virtue. And you're in competition with yourself. Like, mm. seriously. It's so easy to get wrapped up and start looking at what other people are doing and start catting and yeah, don't do that. Go against the grain and just kind of focus and hone on hone in on yourself, like literally. And again, like I say, it takes self-discipline. It means yeah. ostracizing yourself from certain things and knuckling down. No, I can't do this. No, I can't do that. No, please don't invite me to another dinner. Like, do you know what I mean? It takes all of those kinds of li little small habits that you do every day is either like taking you closer to what yeah. you want to do and achieve or detracting away from it. And even that and even on that, the idea of then saying to someone, actually, the reason I'm not coming to this dinner is because of this mm. and allowing them to understand this is, again, the process, the mm. P word. But again, there's like there's no traffic in your own lane. Mm -mm. The traffic comes when you look at someone else. If you start veering into their lane, start then you start, rage. yeah, then you start actually kind of like going off your off your path. But there's some bars, right? Yeah, there. no, seriously. And it's something that, again, I speak to, People, my young people, like 
older people that I speak to as well, there's no traffic in your own lane. Put your once, hazards on and chill. Yeah, once you realise what's for you mm. and you're actively moving towards that, there's n- there should be nothing that stops I you. Mean, you need some clicks for that, you know. There's no traffic you in your own Come lane. On. Come on. Just go. That's an Ashmanism. <laughs> like Nike say, <laughs> do it. Just do it. So you, you're into this young people thing, Ash. Pause. Yeah. Pause on that. <laughs> oh, oh, what's <laughs> hey, man, ain't R. Kelly out here, bro. <laughs> hey, remember we done we listen, we ra- we wrapped him up this decade. <laughs> Just to clarify, yeah, you're, you're, I'm a coach for young people. Sorry to this man. I don't know who this man is. Yeah. I said I'm into the young people. And he's laughing now as well. I work with young people. You're, yes. you're a coach. You're a coach. I am. A coach. I'm, a, I'm a progression coach um, for young people. I Yeah. CRB, DBS. All, of that, all of that good stuff. But you know what's interesting for me with that? So the most important thing for me is if I give a message to a young person, do I then live that message out? So if I'm saying to them, yo, I need you to be aspirational. I need you to be forward thinking. I need you to think about your progression, your next steps. If they don't see that in me, how can I ask them to do that as a 16 or a 17 year old? True. So you have to almost live what you say. Mm. And this is what happens. So many people say stuff Mm. and the substance behind it doesn't back up what they do. One of the one things I care about more is role role modeling what I say. Mm. It's really, really important. And I've been lucky enough to have my job for three and a half years now. It's the best job I've ever had. Um, I work in a school in Whitechapel. Um, Swanee School. Shout out to everyone from Swanee School. Um, but it's it's really, really important that, especially now that it's towards the end of the year, you get quite reflective and those kinds of things happen anyway. But I try to be reflective throughout the year and I try to teach my young people to be reflective all the time so that whether it's good, bad or indifferent, you take the learning from that. Super mm. important. Yeah. Super important. So we've been recording for close to an hour now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we better get uh, one or two more topics out of the way. Let's go. Can um, we talk about Christmas games? <laughs> of course <laughs> we can. I mean, this is the Christmas period, right? Hello. Merry Christmas to all, everyone who believes in Happy Christmas. Happy oh, oh. Shout out to Happy Big Kwanzaa. Ha- yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> Happy New Year to everyone as well. Um, I hope 2020 is the best year that it's ever been. 2020 vision. Like, yeah, we're doing this man. big. Um, and yeah, set yourself like some really small goals and smash them and then set yourself bigger goals. That's really, really important. But you know, Christmas is super, I love Christmas. Um, Grinch over here, I was just looking at AJ Tracy's (laughs) train. Oh, you seen it? I'm slurring my words, I'm drunk again, drunk. (laughs) AJ Tracy's chain. It's mental, I told you. Yeah, he's in these new chains. Mental, West West, y'all. West West side man them right Throwing out my W's. Labrock Grove man them, he's got the little skull on there. First off. Yeah, I was was gonna go into (laughs) it. I was gonna go into um, Tupac, but like, let's not do that. No, but genuinely, so Christmas games. Now, obviously, Monopoly to me is the greatest board game ever. Elite, mm. elite. I like Ludo. So, so you, yeah, that's the Caribbean in you coming up. <laughs> but you see, Monopoly, like you said, if no one doesn't cheat, is it really Monopoly? They've got a cheat's edition, fam. Talk to me on that because I need to know even, a whole edition for cheaters. Like, oh, I don't know whether to get like regular Monopoly or the cheaters edition. I was like, no, why would you? The whole fun <coughs> part of Monopoly, regular Monopoly, is that people try it 
They tried to cheat. They tried to do like silver handshake deals outside of the board game. You know when you're offering immunity just to get like that, <laughs> that card. You know the reds. <laughs> free car out of jail. He's I need Trafalgar Square. Trust me, if you hit Trafalgar Square, you get immunity three times over, making up all kinds of rules People to win. Even like real property developers out here, like just trust chill. me, moving, moving booky, like like <laughs> Ash stealing bag. my idea just now, saying that Monopoly was the greatest Christmas game of all time. Hey. Of all time. <laughs> of, all, of all time, the greatest Christmas game, the what greatest over, board what, game over charades. You know, honestly, I think chess and Monopoly are probably the two best board, board games. games. Okay, but Drafts? for me, Monopoly. Like there's something about that Monopoly, man. It's a but I don't like two-person games okay. when it's a family sort of event. Like Christmas yeah. or whatever. I like Uno. That gets hella okay. political. No, no, hold on. We're going to talk about Uno. Let's go to the, the king of all games. Here we go. Oof. Blackjack. Woo! Let's decide Wash the it. rules. On. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> That's, that takes more time than the game. <laughs> Let's decide the Working rules. Working out what the rules are. Which version are you working from? Because what Jack's on twos, Jack's not on twos. You no. Know? King reverse, King doesn't reverse. Ace the, high, ace the queen, low. Eight cover the goal. Is is queen a slag? You know. It's no, mad. she's not. So she, oh, so she can only go with her own yeah. her own suit. Queens on queens. Remember, and, we, and is it Jack pick up five or Jack pick up seven? <laughs> no, it's got to be five. Five, yeah. Five. Now okay. what's going on here? Do you I play with jokers? Two miss a goal. Literally. No, no, eight uh, miss a go. No, I mean. Uh, 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 Two pickups. Now, nah, Cal, what's going on in your house? I'm playing some different rules. No, no, no. Hey, Cal, are you waved? <laughs> <laughs> what cow? Uh, sorry, what game? Is Cal what cow? Playing? What cow? What cow? Is, what, what has Ashley put in his drink? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> he, he topped me up with some extra Habana just now. I'm definitely Habana, getting Habana. waved. Excuse me, is that with a V? I'm sounding like uh, Unite Emery right now. <laughs> yeah. Hab- good, Habana. Evening. Uh, good, good, good evening. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, Blackjack, <laughs> these are the rules. I'm going to officially put the rules out. You can, you can do Jackson 2s. A is re- um, miss a go. King is reverse. Jack is five, a Blackjack. Right. Hold red on. Jack is to cancel. Yeah, but can you cancel a Red Jack with a two? This is the question. Sorry, sorry. Can you cancel a two with a Red Jack? Cancel. I say no. I'd say on okay. a Red Jack cancels a Black Jack. Okay. But if there's a two, you either have to put another two down okay. or another Black Jack down. Okay. And that's it. So I say that Red Jacks can cancel anything. I'm, I'm like that. I don't play with Jokers because actually Jokers make it too easy. No, um, I, I need those jokers. The jokers <laughs> can be anything. Yeah. The jokers, like, it's the wild card. I'm going to need those jokers. And it, aces, it adds that and element. Aces can run high serious. <laughs> you proper, yeah. I'm going to need those jokers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a whisperer on this because, you know, I need those jokers. Son, son. <laughs> no, it's crazy. No, but like Blackjack is, Blackjack, Monopoly are Christmas staples and charades. You know what? Sounds okay, like I've never okay, played yeah. charades. You must have. Do you have like flip up like the the app? Seriously, there's actually a museum. Off mic, we're gonna do it. There's a museum for board games in Bethnal Green. If you guys are ever about, oh, I'd the love VNA. to take yeah, you yeah, there. Games mach- um, games oh, you know it. Yeah, yeah, right. It's right um, from my workplace. I'm oh, you work there? Yeah, yeah. What? I'm Whitechapel. Oh, of course. Yeah, for mm. real. Yeah. 
So there's loads of board games up there. If, if you guys ever want to check out some of the cool board games they've got there, it's we, important. Can, we can do that. Nah, yeah, Histori- you get the historical context of it when it when they were invented. Because mm-hmm. it's real easy to sit down and just watch TV with a family, but actually to engage and play mm-hmm. a game you and to challenge. So yeah, you do. And you have like conversations that you loser. wouldn't normally <laughs> have. I think it's really, really important. Who's to kind of do that. Do you like do you like the Christmas period? Humbug. Ah. Exactly. <laughs> That that oh, sound wow. effect, that is exactly how oh, I feel wow. inside. Serious? She just got it 100% right. Why? <laughs> now talk to me. Um, I, I don't know. I was a Christmassy person as a kid, but I guess life just kind of made me a bit salty. Fam. Is that because you don't get presents no more, bruv? <laughs> Man, I got the dirtiest present for Santa. Christmas, bruv. Because <laughs> you found out your mum was Santa. <laughs> <laughs> that would just kill the enjoyment for everybody. Yeah? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you pull the beard down and you're Why like, she keep hold leaving on a me minute. Cold? Why'd she keep leaving me cold? <laughs> <laughs> when did you find out that Santa wasn't real? Oh, I, I, I could never remember something like that, man. Oh, I went Christmas shopping with my family Damn. and be choosing presents with my grandparents and my mum. I knew from time. You know, it's crazy. The Caribbean household, they don't really run that whole Santa yeah. vibe. Mm. My mum was like, <laughs> was like, it's my money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working half of this money. Mm. Ain't no random guy with a beard coming through. You know what I'm saying? Coming through our council flat chimney to give it to you. So, boom. Nah, it's all it's all good. Nah, to be fair, um, (laughs) Santa was and two fairy all the things. Their mum was like, "It's me." I was like, "Cool issue." Just, just run I, the pee. I did have just the, the fairy when I was growing up still. Did you? Um, yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. I've got a very good memory of losing a tooth and then just kind of finding like a fiver under my pillow once. I found my teeth. That's how I knew. Okay. <laughs> that there was no tooth fairy. I'd be in my mum's drawer and I'm like, these are my teeth from when I was a child. I remember seeing God my mum come into my room. I was, I was sleeping light. <laughs> mum came in, put something underneath there. I was like, oh, okay. So this is how it runs. But my mum was really, my mum's always been that person who speaks to me directly. Mm. So she'd be like, yeah, yeah, we'll kind of do the facade. But actually, this is what it is. I want my accolades. Yeah. Praise me. <laughs> but give me the money. <laughs> give me the money, oh. Give me the money. I want the I money. Chop my money. <laughs> um, yeah. But no. So, like, this is the last pod of 2019. It's the last pod. Wow. It's been a long last year, hasn't it? How's How your year you been, Cal? It's been an interesting year. Mm. Um, on reflection, I've, I've made a few accomplishments. Mm. And... Um, in, uh, at the same time, there's been a lot of hard work and it's been a bit underwhelming. But, you know, uh, we move forward, don't we? We move yeah. forward into 2020. And I feel like the way I've built myself up in 2019, it's only going to be a good platform for me to excel and move f- even more forward and do even bigger and better things in 2020. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, yeah, this is, I guess it's been a good year, man. It's been a stepping stone for the next year. Yeah, <laughs> I would say it's been a lot of groundwork. So a lot of like toiling of the soil and planting mm. seeds and just focusing on my own things um so i am like i have so much faith that the new year will bring some of those little seedlings into fruition um, because there's been a lot of mm. groundwork done or had been done um in 2019 and beyond like going back mm. so 2018 2017 so yeah. new, new year new project for you well mm. <laughs> kind of because I've been working on this project this year. It's just going to come into fruition 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's new and old, changing same, but it's just things I've been tweaking and working on. 
Can you tell us a bit about that project you've been working mm. on? Yeah, so I've been working with um, my mate T Williams. And we have just been working on some really good music. A little bit of house influenced, definitely soulful, R&B influenced. Um, a little bit of a hip hop throwback to like, say, okay. the early 90s. So really looking forward to kind of putting that project together, getting the artwork ready, kind of just going and doing the small tweaking things in terms of vocals to get it to where I want to. So calling on a few of um, my mates to get involved, Himmel, Tala, um, and some other vocalists, live instrumentation. I'm just so excited Ooh, to kind I of I love together. live instrumentation. Yeah, just a nice marriage between the new and the old. Is there, a, is there a date or is there a site? Like, I don't know, is this an EP? Yeah, it's an EP. So I've worked enough for like, we've got a lot of tracks that I could literally roll out an album, mm -hmm. but we want to do it in tasters. So it's an EP, uh, should be ready. And I'm putting it out there by April, May, because we've got like quite a okay. bit to do. Um, and I just want to have, when this is ready, that the follow-up can kind of mm. come through. There's no stalling or waiting or lagging it's just ready bang 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 and performances in between so yeah and let the world know what your socials are so my socials are all tendai music t-e-n-d-a-i-m-u-s-i-c and that's on facebook instagram twitter youtube mm. you name it how are you feeling about the scene going forward because obviously the uk have had in this decade they've completely bust like they mm. are huge now how are you feeling about this what are your thoughts on the scene about time, mm. like literally about time, like, you know, sitting down and appreciating the talent that you have mm. and seeing people kind of go on their journeys. And what I'm really enjoying is that a lot of them are going to, to the continent, you know, mm. Africa and like really repping and showing who they are, where they're from. And it's just exciting and it's so good. It's so good to see. And it's just good energy, good yeah. vibe. And I'm really excited for the scene. One of my big takeaways from 2019 is the Afro Fest. Mm. There's one going on now, isn't it? In Ghana, right Afro now, Nation. My niece is over there. And Shout we out to are my niece. in London and they're out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, my uncle's there as well. He said it was like something like 38 degrees mm. right now. I was like, oh my gosh. And I got my winter coat on. Definitely feel like I'm missing out, just mm. saying. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, you, you know when that you're on Instagram, you see the Instagram oh. stories and you're just like, psh, skip that. Skip yeah, that. I thought last year was bad. When everybody went to Ghana yes. and Nigeria, I thought last year was this bad, but worse. this year is <laughs> like <laughs> through the roof. No, because that they <laughs> did the Portugal, the one in Portugal out there as yeah. well. There where you they go. That was like the warm up, right? The mm. whole that was your star. People mm. from like America mm. and from Africa and from Europe, yeah. like all the it's Africans amazing. just Looking came like a together. Mm. Playlist, you know. Wow. Trust me. Shout out to Seth amazing. Combo. He's out there again. He's jumped onto our um, play on podcast. Living he's there at the moment, life. and he's got an event on New Year's Eve in Ghana Wicked. as well. So yeah, yeah, he's doing bits. Shout out to Vibes. Seth, man. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I need to get out there. I've never been. I've never Ma been, bro. I'm 2020. I'm hoping that's March. gonna be the year I go to Ghana. March. I'm on it. Ghana, March. March. You saying it now? Ra. Okay. All right. We got. We better start saving. I'm flexible, so I can fit into your case. Flexible. Jeez. Let's do it, man. You saw me. You saw me yeah. do my dance earlier. Yeah, Go on up for 2020, big. Let's do it. <laughs> um, you didn't tell us about your year yet, Ash. Um, um so how's your 2019 going? So I done something slightly different this year. So I wrote a list, and I called it the Mark of Excellence. And I remember I spoke good. to you yep, as well. So good. um, I shared it with T when I met up with her um a few weeks ago, and I was looking at 
all the things that I think I've done really, really well in 2019. Because again, sometimes we speak so much about what everyone else is doing really, really well. We have to look at ourselves and be like, you know what? Document pat yourself your on the back. Yeah, yeah. Like, like again, what are my W's? Like, pat yourself on the back. So I've got a list of like the things that I think I've done excellent in. And then that's my spur for next year. So whatever I put on there, how can I then improve that? For next year that's major i like mm. that yeah try it's a good list and even that so one of the big things i put on here was actually featuring on the play on podcast mm-hmm. that was huge um and now to be on kind of my, my debut on um beer rap and banter just to kind of keep that going that energy and being around good people like good people attract good people and i think that's always been my big thing especially in the last 10 years i've really worked on my circle yeah, who my friends are like, who do I want to spend time with? So much has changed from me being 24 to me now being 34. But the key people are still there. That's why I know that I'm blessed beyond all measure. So I can achieve things in work. I can achieve things in my personal life. But the same people are still there to celebrate those wins. If you've got good people around you, there's no way that you can't kind of move forward. So to all of my guys, you know who you are. Love you. Oh my guys are ballers. <laughs> oh my guys are ballers. Um, now, you know who you are. I'm not going to name you. But again, that's allowed me to get to where I am now. Because I came into this decade young, naive, green. You know those ones there? Green. Mm. Now I've gathered a Wet lot of experience. <laughs> I don't even wash my ears properly. You know those ones there? Uh, Ash was just, just brushing <laughs> behind you. Know those there? I, need a, I need a wet wipe. <laughs> I need to work out for five minutes. Um, no, but seriously, that's probably the biggest thing that I look at kind of all that I've achieved, the people who are around me in my life now, the constants that, I've, that are now here. Yeah, man, that's that's really, really important. Really, really important. So, yeah, and look at us. We're still, hey, we're still doing our thing. Look team. at us. Ra, ra. Team money. Thank you so much. This has been, like, really good. Mm. My first podcast, guys. Wow. Well, wow, I I'm honoured. To I'm honoured. We're honoured to we have are. you here. We are the B, the BRB team. Shout out Ben. Um, I know you kind of you've been on holiday. You're you're using this time to relax and kind of get yourself ready for 2020, the 2020 vision. Hmm. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, shout out to Ben. You're amazing. Cal, as always. Shout out yeah. to everybody. Amen. Before we sign off, mm. I want to quickly whiz through some of these uh, biggest news stories cool. of 2019, according cool. to Emerson News. Right. Mm. So we've got. Austria legalizes same-sex marriage. Um, yeah, man. Do your thing. <laughs> 100, 100. <laughs> now, you know what it is? Again, like, if that's what they want to do, cool. I, I respect it. Like, just do that. Again, like we said, there's no traffic in your own lane. If Austria want to do that, big up Austria for doing that. I think it's, I think it's legal in the UK now, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. I think a couple yeah, of years yeah, ago. Definitely. I yeah, think, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Shut up. Um, China accomplishes the first landing on the far side of the moon. So, you know, we land on the side nearest to us, but they went that little extra mile. It's weird though. It is a a competition. Oh, we wanted to be there first. (laughs) Rush is like, go through my brother. What was your highlight of of the decade? Oh my days. It's hard, right? Can I, no, I'm going to throw one out there. The Olympics. Yeah, that energy. The was, Olympics was sick. That energy was And nice. I think, actually, I remember when they first started, they started to build up Stratford and it was mm. like, okay, what's this going to be? The Olympics in 2012 were sick. That's a really good one. Sick. 2012 was a mad year. 
Yeah, it was at no, it was it was proper proper good. Did, did you get a chance to go and? I went to the bit? volleyball, um, mm. which was really good. That was in Ells Court, so again, quite local. Um, Ells Court is no more. Yeah, it's not even wow. that anymore. Mm. Like we grew up on Ells Court. Yeah. So That's your side of town. Yeah. West side. So right there, the yeah. Olympics was huge. Um, obviously, the political situation has been mm. crazy. Like 2016, when they voted in Brexit, mm. we've had a conservative mm. government for the whole time that we've been here as well. I think Brexit has got to be the biggest thing of the decade. Mm. I think I think it's the it's probably the biggest anchor of the decade. Yeah, because we what does it mean? Mm. What's happening? Like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, we still don't know. It's like mm. it's crazy. But if I think about highlights, I think the the impact of the of the Olympics mm-hmm. and even what it's done for some of the people. So, like for instance, Dina Asher Smith. Who's yeah. now become an absolute like star, winning the two hundred meters, um, the world championships. A lot of that was because she started knowing that the Olympics was here, and a lot of the funding went into athletics mm-hmm. because of the Olympics. So we're now seeing the elite athletes now are off the back of that funding. So yeah, I think that that's really really cool. Um, Football wise, I'm not gonna lie. As an Arsenal fan, there's no highlights, man. Not one single highlight for this decade. I'm ahead out. You know what? We tried to work out a, like an Arsenal like team of the decade. I know we've done the um Seth done his team. The Arsenal's team of the decade is baggy, bro. Oh, I can imagine. I the can only imagine one I can really ba- shout out insane. is Santi Cazorla. Like the little magician. He was he was wavy. Bro, I've been Kosh. playing I've been playing FIFA and they had a, a Van Persie. Even though people say he's a pagan. Edition. Even though people say Van Persie's a pagan, yeah. we have to realise he was like our biggest elite talent one of, this one of year. Those top boys. Top man. Top man. Um but Santi's probably my player of the decade for Arsenal. That's for the play on podcast though. But yeah. I just thought I'd bring yeah. it in. No, no doubt. We can throw that all in. Little season. Um another little point here from mm. MSN News was about Carl Lagerfeld dying. In 2019. Mm-hmm. So he was the director for Chanel and also invented the Fendi brand. Carl Lagerfeld. Have you got any Chanel or Fendi there, T? You say money's not long. No. Like, literally, I'm like, no. Next story. What would you, what would you, <laughs> what, what would you say your fashion sense is like? Ooh, okay. You seem like a homely kind of girl. Like, like so maybe, maybe you don't. Rat. You don't this need to is, yeah, do. Yeah. So yeah, just for you know <laughs> podcast purposes, you guys know mm. uh, my friends and family. I like to mix it up. Mm. Sometimes I've got my bantu knots. Sometimes it's a headscarf. Sometimes it's my hair out or a wig. Mm. There's just like levels. So yeah, just a mishmash of um, like old school, new school. So mm. I really like Solange's eth- uh, aesthetic from like. Oh, when? So not so much this new album or the the new albums. Ooh, when she had like the Afro and like the mixture of African prints with like current, um, yeah, current brands and stuff. Mm. It's just a nice eclectic mix. Mm. I really like. Okay. You keep it moving. You keep it moving. Um, So also this year, Julian Assange was arrested. Oh, yeah. Um, I quite like Julian Assange. He's the the uh, founder of WikiLeaks, the guy bringing us some really interesting stories. Mm. Although some people would probably hate him, they would think he's uh, guilty of treason, maybe treason against uh, um, you know the countries that he's reporting news on. But then, if if certain governments are violating the people, I think the people have a right to know, 
And he's one of these dons that are bringing the truth to the light. Yeah, the truth be free. But man. he got banged up in 2019. So uh, into the Boris Johnson conservative era we go. Um, yeah. The fire, the fire in Notre Dame. That was another big uh, thing from 2019. Yeah, that was crazy. And everyone just completely forgot about all the other news stories that were around. It was just about that fire. Um, listen, you don't want any of these historical landmarks to kind of go. They're here for a reason. Like, But at the same time, the energy that goes into a fire there, there's been numerous disasters across the, ro- the world that didn't get the same energy, 100%. didn't get the same love, the same money. So like the uh, Amazon 100%. fires in yeah, Brazil. Exactly. 100%. Like things that like Haiti five years on are still not getting the support that's required. 100%. So as much as we can speak about this, let's make it fair. Yeah. So, yeah. With that being said, let's yeah, keep yeah. it moving. We've also got the meeting with Kim Jong-un and Vladimir Putin. That's something cool. that nobody would have seen coming. Mm. Mm. They if talked freely on all issues that were on the agenda. I'm not going to lie. like In terms of politics, I think going into the the next few years, I think it's probably the most unstable things have been for a long time. People are out here playing chess because yeah. that move has been yeah. in the pipeline for quite a long time. Mm. I mean... And us, God us knows what those two would be cooking up, Literally. like if they if the their thing. countries are going to start it's working trade. together. It's all down something. to trade, just like where your trade money. lines are. It's crazy, but yeah, let's just kind of keep an eye on that. Let's definitely keep an eye on that. Oh, you yeah, have the baby, the uh, real baby. Avengers yeah. Endgame becomes Come the on. fastest movie to reach the two billion dollar mark. And the funniest thing is, it wasn't even better than Infinity War. It's I know that. Listen, I'm saying that. That's my hot take. Anyone who wants to at me. Ashman 858. There you go. Infinity War as an overall film is better than Endgame. However, can However. I say something? However. Can I say something? Because whenever you end something, it's very difficult. So we've seen this with Game of Thrones. Anyone who watched Game of Thrones season eight was very much underwhelmed. It's really, really hard to end something mm. because once you've been on the journey, and we spoke about the process word earlier, mm. once you've been part of the process, everyone's got what they think should be the ending yeah. or it should be this or it should be that. But Follow the books. Yeah, but I genuinely think that Endgame was a good ending. But if I had to think of a, the best film, Infinity War was a better film. I mean, Infinity War was amazing, wasn't Dope. it? Dope. Yeah, should have just ended it when Dope. men went and it was done. No, I think you needed the Endgame, though, because you, <laughs> no, you needed, needed Thanos. Endgame, no, you needed Endgame. You needed Endgame. Well, but then just add part of that to Infinity War. I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. No, I, I liked it. I, I liked the it. story with Captain America. Yeah, and, you know, and how he just kind of decided to go for a simple life. Mm. I think that was beautiful. I yeah, thought that, that was, was absolutely beautiful yeah. storytelling the way they put that in there because they didn't have to, but they just yeah they just wanted to. They wanted to make it. I a enjoyed beautiful it. Ending like, story. I remember leaving the cinema thinking to myself like, yeah, it was nice. I enjoyed it, but whenever we kind of and maybe we should even compare, they're just two separate films that like right. thinking because we do this now like we it's do, like, oh do. this person's this and this yeah, person's yeah, that yeah. like we always we compare do. something. We do. But I personally enjoyed Infinity War more. Enjoyed but as standalone films, they were both they were both mm. dope. They were. They were both dope. Yeah, good storylines. They had narratives and, and good journey and character progression. You spoke about bad boys. Bad boys, bad boys. What, what you, you gonna, gonna do? What you gonna, gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. Hey. I'm here for Man, that. I mean, obviously from our generation, mm. we grew up with Martin yeah. Lawrence and Will Smith doing comedy. That was nice. Martin Lawrence right? doing the... Um, the Deaf Comedy Jam, he was the host for that. Yeah. And uh, Will Smith obviously doing his comedy with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm-hmm. 
And when they came together to make the Bad Boys movie, the first yeah, movie, that was, that was really something. That yeah. was like a was cultural 10. phenomenon. Mm, 100%. And it just, it, it lasted for like a decade after mm. the film was released. You know, everybody had the old Bad Boys kind of reference or, you know, like people just kind of loved what Martin and Will brought to the screen. Mm -hmm. So for there to be a sequel and then for there to be a trilogy, mm. man, it's just something I just can't help but get excited about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, definitely, I support it. I want to see it. I want to see the new Bad Boys movie. It's supposed to be dropping in January. I can't wait. Mm. And um, I, I'm sure it's going to be good. Yeah. Queen and Slim. I definitely want okay. to watch that. Queen and Slim? Yeah, Queen and Slim. Um it's this film, I don't even know too much about it, but I just know that it's these two characters, a man and woman, and it's got, oh, what's his name from Get Out? Oh, um, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, he's in he's it. He's sick. And I saw him in a club in um, Dalston. Yeah, he's active. He like Carnival. He's about. <laughs> Carnival, <laughs> my, my boy saw him and he was active in Carnival. For real. But he done a talk that I brought some young people to. He went, sorry, just, just to cut yeah. you, sorry to interrupt. But he went on uh, the Trevor Noah show, The Daily mm. Show. Oh, I love that. And he said, like, you know, he still takes the bus and stuff. And people are freaked out. Like, what are you doing on the bus, I man? You're imagine. Daniel nah, He's Kalu. sick. So he was the most... <laughs> you know what he did? He did this thing where someone asked him a question. He'd ask them their name. And in his response, he would say their name. And it was one of the best things I've ever seen where, like, he'd be like, okay, cool. So, Cal, thank you for asking that question. Well, actually, Cal, that's how he was speaking mm -hmm. to them. So it's actually, like... A, like personal brethren mm. and giving them such richness in his answer now Daniel Kaluuya is probably one of my favourite people end I'm of I'm not gonna lie I feel like I he's manned them that's a good way to I remember I procrastinated well. I should have hollered at him when I saw him in the club no he's so cool he's the kind of guy that he's you can holler at him and he'll be real like Daniel Kaluuya you are an absolute legend so yeah I wanna watch that film and support it it's coming there out in January shout out to Daniel cool. love man. story let's do this oh there you go Bonnie and Clyde but yeah man like um, so also Taiwan has legalised same sex marriage it's a theme it's a theme yeah yeah Theresa oh, yeah, May Theresa resigned got dash, got dash out as we know um, there's been so much stuff going on in the world. Oh, Marta becomes yeah. the top goal scorer in the Soccer World Cup. But you know what? Yeah. Women's Shout football this year, like obviously they had the World Cup this year, which was huge in yeah. France. It was massive. But over the last, again, like over the last decade, you see the development in women's football, mm -hmm. how it's reported, like all the major, all the major newspapers have mm -hmm. an area for it. I think it's there. Like I've never really bought it. Like, I've never watched it that much save major tournaments. Yeah, I watched them. But That's at the same good. time, I don't really watch like League One, League Two. Mm. I'm more kind of Prem, elite, elite football. But it's getting to that elite stage. And actually, the more money and the more focus we're seeing, it's really good. Like when I bought my Lucas Aid Sports, it was women on there. It's really important. So you know who I've really been enjoying recently? Mm. Did you watch the Amazon Prime for, uh, yes. coverage over Boxing Day? And I think they're going to do yeah. Day as well. Um, the... Former professional footballer, the female professional footballer, I think her name's Aluko, maybe? Yeah, uh, any Aluko. She's, she's, she's fucking, good. yeah, she's spot on, man. She's they had on. Alex, they had um, Alex Scott on there as well. She's been doing a lot of work for Sky and she yeah. hosts um, Gold on Sunday. She's good as well. She's good, she yeah, yeah. And again, it's, it's good to see them. Did you see the um, female dart player? No. Oh, oh yeah, Miss, um, oh, was it I Chirac? I do like darts. Never used to be into it, but... Um, Seriously? I told you. 180! 180! 180! 
yeah, I went to go and see one of my um, aunts in Huddersfield and she was watching it and we were just waiting, I don't know, waiting for some of our other cousins mm. to come around and we just got so into it. We were there for ages. We were meant to go see some other mm. family members and we were just there literally just glued to the screen. So interesting. No, that's I wouldn't cool. have it as that. Like, do you know what I mean? You're just like, ah. Oh. But it's the stance, it's like the, you know, when Mendes like, Holding their beer mm. and like getting their stuff. <laughs> the the yeah, the music <laughs> that happens when they come in. <laughs> the people on the sides, the hectic. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That's a vibe. Now, I want to go to the darts, but seriously, so Fallon Sh- um, Sherrock, um, she was the first lady to actually win a match at the World Darts Championship. Oh, exactly. She got to the third, she got to the third round. Was she that got, this year, right? Yeah, so she got knocked go out um, by Chris Dobie, but even for her to kind of like beat two people, mm. like wavy. So that shout out to you, yeah. seriously, shout out to you, man. It's diversity in yeah. effect, right? There. Not, it, or even representation. It's representation. We and we're going to document this on here. Jeez, <laughs> we're doing it. But no, it's been it's been dope. Um, big shout out to the beer rap and banter team, and yes. you guys are amazing. But well, I'm part of it. We so, are yeah. amazing, <laughs> you know? bro. Come on. Um, oh, no, seriously, it's been it's been great. T, thank you so much for kind of My blessing pleasure. us with your presence. Yes, you enjoy Before you go. Is there anything you would like to share with the world? You have a platform here mm. where you can you can have a message, you can tell the people whatever it is you want them to know. Do you know what it is? It's just like, when I sit and I think about how the year's been and how it's gone for a lot of people, you just never know mm. what somebody's struggling with. So mm. just be a little bit more compassionate. Mm. Think before you speak. If you feel really passionate about something, then yeah, for sure, talk on it. Make sure you got the facts and you keep it 100. But if it's at the expense of somebody's feelings, mm. really, really think about what you're saying. I'm not saying don't say it. Just mm. think about how you tell mm. them and how you relate to them. You said be patient earlier. It's about being patient. That's the word. With yourself patient. as well. 2020. Be Definitely. patient. That's the word of the day. Tindai. Tell the people where they can find you again one more time. Tendai Music, T-E-N-D-A-I-M-U-S-I-C. And that's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, holla. I'm still getting your name wrong. Mm. T-E-N-D-A-I, Tendai. Tendai. Music. Ash. Cool. Ashman858. And myself, at Cal Series. If you know how to spill it, you do. If you don't, well, whatever, man. Just we'll follow at Beer at Brants instead. Later, I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you so much for coming on. We we, we loved having you. Thank and yeah. you. It was fun. It was fun. Cal, you're the man. Most definitely. Yeah. Guys, we are out. This is 2019. This is the wrap up. I hope you all have a really good festive period. Yeah, man. And prosperity for 2020. We all definitely want everybody to push on. All the love, all the Come energy. Get your ambitions. All the praise. Get all the goals. progression. 2020. Hell yeah. Get it. Go get it. Man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Peace. Bye.